Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, the evening runway. Elliot Danka, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian Tian. A different kind of market view today because <laughs> uh, everyone's traveling and getting ready for Chinese New Year. But Tian Tian, you have quite a bit to share with us, including uh, a company that's uh, on your radar, just to coin mm-hmm. that. Uh, uh, but first, what are you observing as far as how the day has gone? Right, with many companies on the radar, mm. some big ones as well. Uh, well, as far as the Singapore market is faring, they were pulled into positive territory today following overnight gains in global equity markets. So an early trade, the Straits Times Index uh, was up 0.6% to 3,159 points. Some 34 million securities changed hands in the broader market. The numbers on the SGX, as usual, are still firming up. Are still firming up. So here's what we are looking at at the moment. The Straits Times Index up 0.3%. We are looking at 3,149 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 933 million Sing dollars. Gainers trail losers 254 versus 279. Top 5 movers by value we've got here... Let's see, DBS, UOB, OCBC, Singtel and Citrim. And heavily traded securities included Citrim, Thai Beverage and Jiutian Chemical. All right, companies to watch then. (laughs) Uh, Quite a few I'm looking at this list. Uh, uh, Let's start off with a, a property company. Yeah. Guacoland. Mm. Now, what is happening with Guacoland, right? Pretty straightforward here. Uh, the property developer was part of a consortium and that consortium emerged as the sole bidder for a white site in Marina South. Okay. Uh, so, how much is it worth, right? So, the Business Times reported yesterday that the bid and the closely watched tender came in at nearly 770 million Sing dollars or at the rate of 984 Sing dollars mm. per square foot per plot ratio which is significantly below market expectations. Mm-hmm. Now, shares of Guacoland, though, flat at one Singapore dollar and 44 cents. I saw this next company, uh, I saw a bit of uh, sort of an analyst discussion about mm-hmm. it on Bloomberg this morning and suddenly realised, wow, this is actually quite big implications here. Yeah, big implications here. We're looking at TSMC. In fact, uh, it's better showing yesterday was what drove markets mm. in the previous session, what drove Wall Street as well. Um, but uh, as far as TSMC is concerned, what's happening here, right, is that it has announced another delay to its 40 billion US dollar site in Arizona. Now, the executive said the second plant in Arizona, whose shell is now being built, by the way, will start operations in 2027 or 2028, okay. which is later than its prior guidance of 2026. Yeah, yeah. And this move also comes after TSMC in July announced a delay to its first site, mm. which will start make making uh, four nanometer chips only in 2025. Now, it's, it's key to look at what are the reasons yes. behind that. Yes, Lack of skilled labour okay. and higher costs. Mm. And, and we'll, we'll We'll go back to that in just a bit. Okay. Uh, but let's take a look at what Chairman Mark Liu said during uh, TSMC's earning conference in Taipei yesterday. Mm-hmm. He said, and I have a feel that there are some messages embedded within, right, right? right? The firm's overseas decisions are based on customer needs and the necessary level of government subsidy or support. Interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and previously, TSMC had said that it will make three nanometer chip at a second factory, expected yes. to be more advanced than the first factory in Arizona, which, which yeah. has four nanometer, right? Yeah. But yesterday, the company said incentives from the US government will help determine 
how advanced the tech insight will be, adding uncertainty to the project's outcome. I mean, you, you, you can't help but wonder that and the timing as well, considering mm-hmm. just a week ago, Taiwan had their elections. <sighs> I mean, all these things, you know, geopolitical, all interrelated. But uh, what else are you are you okay. observing here? So what's the status now, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chairman Mark Liu said uh, TSMC is in talks with the U.S. government about incentives and tax credits. He also reiterated that it is working with the local union and trade partners in the state. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the company, by the way, has been facing resistance or have faced resistance to bring in technicians from Taiwan for the construction project. Now, what bigger or broader implication this could have, right? The pushing back of the second Fed could mean a delay of as much as two years. But what do two years mean for the industry, right? It is enough time for the semiconductor tech to advance by one generation. Wow. Two years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next, we have a company we're all familiar with. <laughs> Google. Alphabet's Google. Now, it is investing $1 billion US dollars in a new data center in the UK mm. to meet growing demand for its services. And apparently, the data center will be Google's first in the UK. Oh, that is yeah. surprising. Okay, it, it has other data centers, by the way, in the Netherlands, mm. Denmark, mm. Finland, and Belgium and Ireland, where it also has its European headquarters. Right. Uh, by the way, Google employs over 7,000 people in Britain. Now, so what is happening with regards to the data center, right? Uh, it is building work has started on the 13.4 hectare site in the north of London. And right. it will help to ensure reliable digital services to Google Cloud customers and Google users in the UK. But what is interesting about this piece of news is the timing. Because it coincided, uh, coincided with UK Finance Minister Jeremy Hunt's trip to Davos, where he's seen <laughs> or he's been talking up Britain's tech ambitions, um, highlighting the sector as a potential growth area. So that investment, Hunt said, is a big sign of confidence in Britain. Well, Davos is uh, the networking of networking <laughs> events, right? Uh, okay, so the, this next couple of stories uh, is about the banking sector, mm-hmm. and we were talking about this off air. Uh, it's easy to get scared of the headline. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and we forget that a lot of the first part of what's happening is it well it tends to be cyclical. It tends to be cyclical, and of course, a lot of the things that we saw it has been announced first, and yeah. it is part of execution. Yes, right. Yes, true, true. Um, but nonetheless, there's a. Uh, in fact, one of my contacts sent me some info as well, like okay. this happening and some of the friends affected. But here's what we are looking at, right? Uh, layoffs at Citigroup. Mm. In fact, Citigroup Gene Fraser on Thursday, he held a conference call with managing directors to discuss the sweeping overhaul. Okay. And uh, that's according to two sources familiar with the situation. Okay. And as the bank eliminated more leadership roles this week. So according to... The two sources plus another two sources familiar with the process. Managers in markets, risk and investment banking, they were informed that they were being let go as part of the reorg. And two of the four sources said some managers were told that their positions would no longer exist as of the 1st of February. But they've been doing this reorg for, for I think, before while. the pandemic, mm. right? Uh, looking at other uh, other sectors, concentrating on other sectors as well, and, and now we have this latest iteration. Yeah, and basically, sources said, when will will they know about the details for layoffs and severance payments? Right? Chances are, will be announced next week. But wow. Citigroup declined to comment. But as we know, the bank last week said it would cut over cut two thousand. 20,000 jobs yep. over the next two years after a fourth quarter marked by one of charges that result, uh, resulted in a 1.8 billion US dollar loss. Mm. 
now, uh, but cities plan cut of roughly 8% of staff is the biggest among uh, biggest layoffs on Wall Street in recent years. Wow. So would it bring up share prices that is certainly one to watch? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point you make. Uh, but hey, uh, in another bank... <laughs> Somebody's pretty happy. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a boss that's very happy. <laughs> JP Morgan Chase, mm. CEO. Mm. Why so? Uh, the bot granted him a pay raise. Yeah, so, how much are we looking okay. at? Okay, JP Morgan uh, raised Jamie Dimon's pay to 36 million US dollars for 2023. Oh but quantify here. It is a year in which the bank notched the higher, highest profit in the history of American banking. Yeah, okay. So, let's li- take a look at ba- the breakdown, right? The board granted Dimon 1.5 million US dollars salary, 34.5 million US dollars of performance-based uh, incentive compensation. And his total pay is up 4.3% from last year when mm. he made about 34.5 million US dollars. Because he did all the work, right? I think. <laughs> But look at the numbers. They are huge numbers. <laughs> okay, uh, what else are you looking at? A couple more things, yeah? Yeah, we're looking at this company called Reddit. Oh, yes. Why people familiar with the matter said it is it has drawn up a detailed plan to launch its IPO in March. Yeah, I could see that happening. It's quite interesting. Uh, it's... It's a social media player of a different kind yeah, because a, different it, kind. It, a lot of discussions and questions even being posted mm-hmm. uh, on this site, even news pieces in yeah. that sense. So basically this listing, it seems like it has been eyeing for more than three years oh. and it would be the first IPO of a major social media company since Pinterest. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. And it also, it, it comes as, of course, Reddit and other peers face stiff competition for advertising dollars. But it yeah. would test the willingness of some Reddit users to see if they will back up the stock market debut. Because if you recall, right, all the mean stock rallies. I was rallies, thinking that, yeah. That was the platform that they used, yes, right? Yes, from, okay. from GameStop to your movie operator, AMC Entertainment Holdings. But will these people back up Reddit when... Is going for its listing. Uh, now, that one is an interesting story to follow for Will sure. Will they talk with their money? Mm, mm-hmm. We shall see. All right, let's uh, wrap up the conversation with a luxury car that uh, unlikely you or I will ever afford. <laughs> <laughs> wow, if only I could. Uh, Bentley. All right, what's happening here? British luxury car maker. 11% drop in vehicle sales for 2023. Oh, Sales down in top three markets, Europe, the Americas, and China. So for 2023, Bentley sold 13,560 cars. Okay. Sales down 9% in the Americas. Uh, and China and Europe, China down 18%, mm. Europe down 15%. So basically, its CEO said, uh, the luxury market not immune from the challenging market conditions seen around the world. But hey, uh, Elliot, would... Are you the type that would like to work on cars and to put in all the leather and everything? Yeah, I mean, I I, I like to do these sort of handy work. Is it handy handy not, not really, not, not but, really, but the atas form of handy yeah, craft, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bentley said, despite that overall sales decline, uh-huh. right? Personalized bespoke content and vehicles rose forty three percent versus okay. twenty twenty two. Like your 
custom finishes, your sure, leather, your sure. wood, which means uh, higher margins for Bentley. But even then, if you look at the luxury sector as a whole, your watches of Switzerland, your Burberry, they have also warned of a slowdown yeah. in demand for high-end goods. It was interesting to follow this Bentley story as well. When you consider, yes, there is a lack of demand in the luxury market, but also how much is the idea that you need to be sustainable EVs, mm-hmm. the rise of EVs, mm-hmm. how does that play up into a luxury car maker like Bentley, right? And also, uh, one point that I was wondering is about the stickiness of pricing. Okay. Because even if there is a lower demand, mm. the pricing is there and it's, it's known as a, I can't remember what is it, what is it called, a Fabulous good, whereby it is, it, peep, the demand is there because of the pricing, right. because it's called premium. So, yeah. How does that all play out? That will be that will be something that's interesting because obviously, like Tesla, they've been cutting prices, yes. but this is not the way to go. It seems. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, Tian Tian. We'll hear from Tian Tian again at about five thirty-five with the finance update. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.